You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. Yeah, I got fooled today. What happened this morning? Uh-oh. Well, first of all, first of all, I woke up and did the thing where like you hit the alarm and then you go back to bed because my oldest, okay, who's about to be thirteen in about a month and a half here, yes, she's very responsible. Yes, she always has her alarm set and gets up anyway. So I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna lay down. Her alarm will go off in about five minutes and then I'll move. Right. Next thing I hear is, Dad, Dad, it's almost school time. I just woke up and like the. I just went back to bed for like an hour. Was that the 13-year-old? Yeah. Oh, so boy. she discovers it. The other two idiots, they're asleep, the two boys. Right. Okay? I mean, the three-year-old and the 10-year-old, they're out. They both are in the same room with each other. They're out. Now, the three-year-old's been suffering from a cold. So I had already decided he wasn't going to preschool today. Who cares if he doesn't see his shapes for a day? Nah, He's you sick. see shapes, you, know you sing your alphabet, you play games. Right. You but do, what, right, exactly. what happened was the 10-year-old comes walking out and has a few coughs. And he's been staying with, of course, in the same room as the guy who's been sick. Right. So he's like, oh, I'm sick, Dad. I feel terrible. I'm sick. Ugh. And I'm looking at him, and I'm like, I'm running late already. The other one's like in a scramble. Like, God forbid she's tardy. I, I mean, it's not going to ruin her permanent record, but that's how she's acting. She's just, just flying through the house. She's making herself breakfast. She's throwing stuff in her bag. Like, her whole life is coming to a crashing halt. Because she's going to be five minutes late walking into class. Well, she's very responsible. She's like a straight-A student. She That's doesn't good. need to worry about this stuff, but she's a, she's a wreck. And the other guy's like, I'm sick. And I'm like, fine, man. Stay home. You're staying with your brother. You're probably coming down with what he has. No biggie. Stay home. It has been a laugh riot in that living room in front of my television set for the last two hours with these two morons. You feel They're it? wrestling with each other. Yeah. They're doing headstands on the couch. Every time I walk in there, it's a friggin' party headstands. in their pajamas. Like they're, they're breakdancing? No, 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 what they're doing is they're laying off the top, off the couch, putting their head on there, and then trying to lift their legs up and balance without their hands. So, of course, they're they're clearly deathly ill and couldn't go to school You today. got Listen, man. You got, I got totally fooled today. You got Ferris Bueller, dude. <laughs> oh, I got Ferris Bueller. Yeah. I wish Michael Kopech was uh, faking it. No, no, he's, he's not, not. He's not uh, faking Like, it. as my father said on the phone when I broke the news to him, we're cursed. That was the first thing he said. Well. He called me up about something completely different. I'm like, I know why you're calling me. Like, I had that depressed sound. That was kind of like. I know why you're calling that me. That was kind of. Like, no. What do you mean? He got, My uncle also. I had an uncle that I don't see very often, but who passed away this week. And he's thinking that we're going to talk about that. Okay. So he's all like, yeah, I know. And it's not, it's not his brother or brother-in-law. It's on my mother's side. And, and I, I'm like, I know why you're calling. He's like, you know why I'm calling? Like, I know that my uncle's dead. And instead, I'm like, Kopech's injured. <laughs> and he stops thinking about the fact that a family member is dead. Oh, God. And immediately goes to, what do you mean he's injured? And I go, UCL tear. Out until 2020. And he just starts screaming on the phone. Like, I didn't even hear about my uncle till later on that day when my mother called to be like, your father told you earlier about your uncle, right? I'm like, no, we talked about Michael Kopech for 20 minutes. Who cares about this <laughs> damn, who cares about this damn uncle? Nuclear loose is hurt. Michael Kopech's UCL, 2020. We're a disaster. Like, right away, he's like, we're cursed. This team is cursed. So, he was, a, he was, he's beside himself. He was coming on the show this week. 
He can't bring himself to talk about the White Sox. He's destroyed right now. Oh, he was going to be down. My old man is destroyed this week. He's so upset. Well, it was funny because that was kind of what happened with us. I called you just for some, I can't, it was Friday night or something. I was on my way home from work. I called you just for some, I, you know, I called you to figure, to find out about what time your, your barbecue. Right. I was in a rib competition this this weekend that you came and hung out at with your, with your lovely wife. And you lost it, but that's okay. Listen, I placed top eighth in the first round of a competition with 40 different competitors. I placed top eighth. So I called and you. And then I didn't make it to the finals because they do some weird bracket system. So I lost to like bad luck in the wrong circle of judges. But the eighth highest score in the first round, I'll take that. That means I can cook ribs. So I called you to find out the particulars of it. You answer the phone. You're like, yeah. You didn't even say oh, hello. Disgusting. You didn't even say like, hello. Oh. You're like, what? Yeah, I figured you were calling me too about it. Like, and yeah. I was like, I didn't even know about it. I'm like, yeah. Hey, I'm like, dude, what time is your thing tomorrow? He's like. Dude, Kopech's injured. My whole day and ended. Like, yeah. It was the middle of the day, and I'm sitting here on the couch. My wife comes down the stairs. She's doing laundry because she was she was working from home that day. She comes walking down the stairs. She goes, what's up with you? I'm like, oh, Kopech. <laughs> she, well, who's Kopech? I'm like, who's, who's Kopech? Kopech? Nice. Like, I was like, like, I was like, she actually told the kids, leave your father alone. Something's wrong downstairs. He's sitting on the couch. With his head down, looking at his phone, something bad has happened. Like, I heard her upstairs. Like, the little guy wanted to go downstairs. Like, where's daddy? Like, leave daddy alone. Something's wrong. I don't know what's wrong yet. I haven't talked to him yet. He looks like he's going to cry. <laughs> like, that's, that was the scene in the Lanuti house. It was just a bad weekend for you. Let's review sports in Chicago. Okay. Let's review sports right. in Chicago. If, if, if you will. In fact, let's review my sporting life in Chicago let's, this week. Okay? Let's do this. The one okay. thing I love to do. The one thing I love to do every Wednesday night, like this this show posts on Wednesday evenings, and then I go out and I play 16-inch softball. Rained out. So the one thing I love doing, I got a half inning in and never got the bat, and a, and a thunderstorm opens up, and all of a sudden I'm unable to go out and play. It ruined my Wednesday night. Well, at least you didn't lose. Right. Then I go out and I play on Thursday night against a guy. I'm playing basketball, which I'm terrible at, but I joined this league for the exercise. I go out on Thursday night with every intention of just getting some exercise, and I match up at guard with the guy who hit the game-winning shot for Brother Ice back in 1995 Danny in the sectional Mo- championship. Danny Maloney. Okay, and and he's he's 20 some years later. There's there's an obvious difference. He's a basketball player, and I played saxophone in the band. That was <laughs> obvious throughout the entire game. Plus, I'm fat, and I had to keep going to the bench because I was tired every two minutes. The crowd is out there going, you still got it. <laughs> oh, yeah. not, not for me. Okay? No, not for you. No, and he was going easy on me because he's a nice guy. Okay, then Friday, the news breaks for Kopech. I'm destroyed. Saturday, I go and I'm in this rib competition. I place eighth, like I said, in the first round, but because of a technicality, don't make it in the finals. So I'm, I'm, I'm equally upset about that. And then Sunday. Okay? And then Sunday, <laughs> the Bears... The Bears have the most gut-wrenching loss I've ever experienced watching a football game this early in a season. It's the first weekend. To me, the whole thing's over. Trubisky looked like like I was a total in Mitch We Trust guy, man. Mitch Palooza. The last two minutes, he looked like a deer in headlights. The, the, the head coach that we went out and get to the exact same thing that screwed up his playoff game, and everybody was like, well, no, it wasn't him. It was Andy Reid who, who took his foot off the gas and allowed that team to get back in the game. No, guess who it was? It's the guy we hired. The, I, I, and it was Aaron Rodgers on one leg. So All of this. It was, it and was, meanwhile, the White Sox haven't won a game since Kopech got hurt. No, they haven't. We're over no, they haven't. Kopech. Like we 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 can't we haven't gotten anything. I mean, I now I'm going back and forth on whether or not I just want to just keep losing. Maybe we'll get a better draft pick. 
but I, I'm excited about what the players are doing. So I, well, here's what I want to do on the show. So, right? so real quick, before you, before, you, before, you start, you to, before you start, before you start, talk I'm, me off the ledge right. because I am destroyed over this whole Kopech thing, and I feel like this has set us back at least a full year. And then I, I don't want think, you to I don't go through so. the motions and look at some of these battles we've been talking about for, for 2019 and how things have gone over the last week, and we'll get into some other fun stuff. So, so go ahead, give it your best shot, because in my mind, we are going to go through 2019 waiting for Dylan Cease now, and we're going to get Jimenez, but my hope for playoff run, unexpected playoff run, or at least... 500 or over 500 season is dashed. And I close my eyes. Now I know I fell. Why, my God? Why? 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 Open wide as I fight to move. Over. I don't think so. It's another complete rebuild year. I don't think so. Why? Okay, because I'm looking at a couple of uh, post-All-Star break stats right now. So we're going to focus this discussion clearly on the starting five, okay? Because that's that's what took a hit this week is the starting five. Because you're counting on you're counting on next year, Kopech, uh, having a full year of development, and so he's an absolute stud by right. 2020. Rodan, that's Rodan, that's, that's Kopech, what you're counting on. Rodan, Kopech, Lopez, Giolito, and throw in a fifth. Have some competition from some of these guys in AAA that I, I've enjoyed watching. Cease comes up late in the year. Okay, we go into the 2019-2020 offseason and maybe make a surprise and grab ourselves a big free agent pitcher to throw in the mix as well or fill a hole. We go make a move and, and, and grab uh, Nolan Arenado, and we're off to the races so, in 2020. So here's where I'm at with it. I think that even though this whole losing Kopech thing for a year sucks, all right, it's not going to set the entire rebuild back a whole year. Now, I got a couple of stats here that I want to just throw at you, and I'm sure you've probably seen this uh, already. No, I've had a real so hard gonna, time looking at White Sox baseball. We're going to look at we're going to look we're going to look at post All Star break WHIP. We're going to look at those that particular stat because I know that this is this WHIP is very important. It's my favorite here. thing and WHIP is my favorite pitching stat. I use I use it to win fantasy baseball championships. I'm on the cusp of winning another one because I just go out and get pitchers based upon WHIP. Okay, whip, so WHIP. So you love your WHIP now. Looking at some post-All-Star break whips, okay? Carlos Rodon, post-All-Star break whip, all right? He is at a 1.01. So he is right there in stud territory for you. Oh, yeah, okay, he's so a total he's, stud. So he's clearly no, your he's ace. total so, ace so of hang staff. On, so hang he on. He continues to do this. He's an ace of staff. Not only is he an ace of staff, he's an all-star and Cy Young candidate. So, I don't know if it's going to continue, but that's what he is. Okay, so, we, so he's obviously your number one, Okay. Now, something that I want to call your attention to here, you may or may not be aware of it. What was the number, Chris? What's the whip number that you want to see your starters at? Under 1.30 at minimum. Okay. Lucas Chialito and Ronaldo Lopez. Okay. If you just guessing, if you don't have this post all-star break stats in front of you, what would you guess their whip is? For each of them, post All Star break. Well, I, I I think Giolito's actually had a really good post All Star break. Yes. So if I had to pick one of them being under that. I would go with Giolito, but I would think that Lopez is above it. Both Giolito and Lopez right now currently sitting at a 1.27 whip, both of them. Well, that's good. That's surprising. Break. I'm happy so, with that. So what you're seeing there 
is you're seeing a trend, I think, that these two guys that you are counting on in 2019 and going forward, they are starting to figure it out. Right, but okay, who are you, so, who are you so going you have, to have pitch next year? So who, who are you your have five your, pitchers next year? So you have so you have Carlos Rodon, Giolito, Lopez. Those are your starting All right, three. So okay? what's different from the from, now what's different? So what you would have to then do is um James Shields is not we would have to renew James Shields' contract. And I don't want to do that. And you don't want to do that. No, I so, don't. So what I think you we're do gonna is, have to, so, but I, I now we have to, I feel now you have to, but that's not but I didn't I, want to. But that again, that's not necessarily a bad thing. James Shields, total whip since the All-Star break. Not what you would want it, but it's not far off. He's at a 1.4, okay? Uh, Looking at his ERA post-All-Star break, not very good, 4.9. But the thing about Shields is he eats a lot of innings. Besides Carlos Rodon, he has pitched the most innings uh, post-All-Star break at 60.2. Plus, with as young as the pitching staff is, you still need that veteran presence. So if it's Shields, great. If you don't want Shields, if you don't like what he's selling, you don't have a choice. Well, you can go out and get somebody. Why would you, you, can why go would out you do that? Somebody. If you really believe that eventually guys are going to come along and you really are aiming for still 2020 oh, no, being no. in competition, what are you going to do? Go give Lance Lynn money? No, 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 I, no, no. You're not gonna, I'm not talking. It's a one-year contract I'm not that's talking, less than $16 million and is, and is, and is a good pitcher. You're kind of stuck with Shields because guess what? I don't know who your fifth starter is right now. Well, that's where that's where the competition opens up with all the spring training competition, and that's when you start seeing what all of these and guys. By the way, I did look up. Shields is a one point three one WHIP right now, so he's he's a he's a manageable pitcher overall for the whole year. So if you look at his whole year, you can sit there and say, okay, he is. What he I mean, is. he's a fourth or fifth starter. But like that's I said, fine. I like the debate over whether or not you bring him back. Now I feel like it's like you have to. Right. You bring him back for I two. Bring him back for two years. No, you bring him back for one. He's or got bring a him back for option. one. Just or pick up his I option. thought it was a one. I no, thought it was a two-year option. option. No, so you, you pick, pick up his option. So you pick up his option. So then you then you have to have a competition between Cease and everybody else who you have. Cease isn't down coming there. up. Cease is not. Cease is at the double A level. He's going to get treated just like everybody else. They are not going to rush. They're Cease not going to rush him out. Cease will start in Triple A next year. You watch. He will start in Triple A, and they will not bring him up until they are ready and they have seen what they want to see. Rick Hahn has an idea about what he wants to see. Just like I mean, like you could sit there and say service time is the only reason they're keeping Jimenez down. But no, all the not. reports I read is that he's not playing defense very well, and they don't want to have a their top prospect be a DH. And I I get that if that's what they want, whatever. He's and why rush him now? Why rush him now? Because this is things. Have, there's a setback. There's a this is a massive setback. The Kopech thing is a massive setback. But the, what I'm saying is between those four guys that we mentioned, Rodon Shields, Giolito Lopez. Okay, you pick up Shields' option. You have four out of five starting pitchers, and then you let the kids duke it out for that fifth spot. I know, but I mean, like. I wanted and you it. can still win with this that. This isn't what I wanted. No, I know it's not what you this wanted, but that's me, what you're this getting. This isn't what I wanted. That's not that's what you're I'm getting. I'm hurt by this. It's, it hurts me deeply. Chris, you can't always get what you want. Stop it. Stop it. But if you try sometimes, Stop it. you might just get oh what you goodness. need. It's not the end of the world, dude. You're talking about, listen, the starting pitching staff. It feels like the, the end of the, the world. Starting, you understand how I, here's the thing. It the wouldn't starting, feel, hang on. The starting pitching staff, to me, is the least... Of this team's worries. The fact that this team can't hit anything is a problem. The fact that this team can't put a bullpen together is a bigger problem than I think finding five guys, four of which you already you already have, 
to fill out a starting five pitching rotation next year. And yes, it sucks that Kopech is out, but you know what? He's still going to be back in 2020. And, and number you know one, what? and you know what? And, and, and everybody, John, I'm not worried about his career being over. Right. A lot of these guys come back better than they already it, were. I was just going to say, but that. I hate losing the year of him learning and getting better and being like a, a you know, like a cornerstone of this of this team. That just, I mean, think about the charge that he gave the White Sox, and then look at how they've gone flat since he got hurt. And 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 it made so much of a difference to this team to have that other big gun out there on the mound. And I don't know what you do now. I mean, we're going to look at it in the offseason. Like, I'm very excited about the offseason. I, I just started the process of setting up a phone number. Next week, we're going to debut the ability for you to be able to call in and leave comments for the show as we continue to expand the show. And I'm excited about the offseason because I, I really – I want to delve into what should we do and what can we do. And, you know, I'm almost ready for September to end just so we can get to the fun stuff. But I am very curious about how this, all these position battles and what we're doing for 2019 are going to, how they're going to, how they're going to finish up. But, but I, I just, he was, he was such a spark and it was just such a great thing to see things coming together. And then they have the door just slammed in your face. It just hurts so much. It right. hurts. Right. But again, it's one guy. It's it's one guy. Yeah, but if this he's a was really if this, good guy, if this was, if, I mean, if it was Dylan Covey, I wouldn't be as upset. If this was, if you're comparing no offense, it, Dylan, <laughs> right? If you're comparing okay. it to other sports, okay, this is not the same thing as a starting quarterback going down. Okay, this is not the oh, same thing as I, this is not the same when, thing as this ugh. is not the same thing as a goal as your starting goalie going down. Okay. I, this is not the same thing as if this you is have, close. This is close. This I, is a top end pitcher. Top-end pitchers can make a big difference with a team. Top-end pitchers make a big difference with a Now, look, I love the fact they've gone out and they've gotten a ton of prospects. And I feel like they've got this huge pool of pitching prospects that are going to start to come of age here during this next season. Yes. And they're going to start breaking out in 2020. I would have felt better if some of them were a year or two ahead, even if they're not at Copex level, because then I'd be like, okay, well, we're going to get to see Dane Dunning some more. Or, we're, you know, we're going to, Dylan Cease is ready now. But these guys, I don't think they're going to be ready to start 2019. No, they won't be ready to start. And that's the thing. So now you have to sit around and figure out what you're going to do. You have your team when it comes to 2019, and we've talked about this, you have your team that you start the year with, and you have your team that you end the year with. So... It's very possible, Chris, that you're going to see a lot of things start to take shape, not until mid-year 2019. You know who's got, a hell, he, you know who's got he, a hell of a whip? Who's you got, know got a hell of a whip leading the team right now for the entire season? Sure. Matt Davidson. Start stretching <laughs> him out for 2019. Well, since they won't play him a third. Oh, God almighty, that's driving me nuts. Hey, this is Acoustic Mike from Broadcast Basement, and you're listening to Socks in the Basement with Chris and his buddy Dave. I did the broadcast basement with Chris for 10 years and nobody gave me a show. I'd leave if I had anything else to do with my life. Remember, the broadcast basement is available everywhere podcasts can be found and always at broadcastbasement.com. Dear Ricky, the Cubs are coming to the rate in about a week and a half and you have a decision to make. I've already seen Joe Mann on television talking about how the Cubs are pretty much going to be at home for most of September. He means that those three games are home games for the Cubs. Remember, he replaced you. Remember, they threw you out like garbage. And remember, your team is slipping now since the Kopech injury. It's time to restore some order. 
it's time to give this team something to fight for. And it's time to take your big three pitchers and make sure they are aligned for that series. I want to see Rodon. I want to see Lopez. I want to see Giolito. I want them to gain the experience of playing in a high-pressure game. You can't buy that kind of experience. So adjust your rotation. Do the right thing and make it a series. Don't let them come in and push you around. Because if things continue like they've been going over the last week and this team just lays down in their home park to the Crosstown Rivals and you continue to fall apart because of this injury, maybe time to call Joe Girardi. Think about it. Ricky, make sure your boys don't quit. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Let's Since take a look at let's take third. a look at some of the position battles. Sure. Okay, because I, I that's what I want to do. I want to I want to take a look at some of the position battles that we've been talking about and the guys that honestly I just think that like this is I'm looking at post All Star break stats. We've been talking about Daniel Pelka. Okay. We've been talking about Matt Davidson. We've been talking about Nicky Delmonico. And like I said last week, I believe Yomer Sanchez thrown in that mix now. Four guys. Two of them, uh, two of them need to come out and shine and win a job. Okay. Okay. If Eloy is coming up next year and is going to play the field, because I do believe that Matt Davidson should have a chance of taking third base, which would then kick Yomer to a utility infield position, which I, I think I, that would be the best case scenario if they would just give him a chance. And I do uh, think that you don't have a lot of room out in the outfield with Garcia, and, which I don't think they're giving up on. No. And Pelka. And uh, and Delmonico now and and everybody's always like Pelka. Pelka got the most home runs that any lefties had for the White Sox in his rookie year in his first season with them. Like all these all these stats, but when you look at the players, let's take a look at how these guys are doing. Okay, all right, I got all it. Right. Right, I got it right here. Well, I I've got it too in front of me, so we could follow along with each other. The uh, highest OPS of the three of them. Davidson. Or the four of them is Matt Davidson. He's got an 810 OPS. Yeah. Okay. He's hit 264 with a 331 on base percentage and 479 slugging. He has dropped off a little bit since the last time we've talked, but post all-star break, the guy continues to show that he belongs there. Pelka is stepping it up. Pelka, but I think he's like an ebb and flow type guy. He's he's hot. He's not hot. He's hot. He's not hot. It really kind of depends on what's going on that week and what his matchup is with who's out on the mound. He still can't get that OBP over 300 anytime I click on any kind of split stat. I have a real hard time finding like, oh, oh he's getting on he's getting on base at, a, at least, uh, uh, you know, three out of every 10 times. No, I can't, he's, I can't find that. With he's him. not. Here's here's no matter how thing. I split the stats up. His walk to strikeout ratio is really bad. OK, he's got really eight, bad. He's got eight walks to and 50, 50 strikeouts. strikeouts since the all star break. So. Second only to uh, Yonman. Actually, no, third. I'm sorry to. Right. uh well, you know uh, who else has a really bad strikeout to walk ratio is Delmonico. In fact, it, yes, like, I'm Del- and Delmonico's that. losing the job. Okay, I, I'm, I, at this point, unless something strange happens, Delmonico's out next year. Delmonico is only batting two hundred. He's hit two hundred since the All Star break. break. Okay, he's got an on base percentage of two sixty four. He's entirely replaceable on this team with the way that Davidson is hitting and what Yomer Sanchez gives you. The guy who's going to be the odd man out is going to be Nicky Delmonico. Yeah, unless something crazy happens. Nikki Delmonico, I think at this point, I feel like I'm like, I feel like we're like on election night and I'm calling the state of Missouri at this point based upon the results. 
because looking at what's going on, Nicky Delmonico is not even comparable to the charge that Pelka gives you from the left side of the plate and 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 what he's doing for you. I mean, basically, Pelka and Delmonico are the same guy, except Pelka is clutch and Pelka is better in pretty much every category by a little bit more than what Delmonico's doing. He's the guy. He, right. He he he's gonna he wins that battle. And like I said, Davidson, I think, has a lot of value. You're not getting rid of him. So if you look at that, if you look at that contest, we've been saying it all year, three men enter, one man leaves. Davidson's the one man, okay? If you move Davidson to third and let Yomer become the utility guy, Pelka has an easy, clear spot on this team. He can he can fill in at first. He can go out into the corner outfield positions. Platoon him at DH. DH yeah. And he can DH. Yeah. And, he, and, he's, and he's, he's a bat on the left side, and he's just going to get better. I like him. So so when I look at it now, I just feel like here's Nicky. He had this great year last year, but he wasn't able to continue it. And with with Eloy coming up, I think he's the guy that, when the music stops, doesn't have a chair. Do you think otherwise? I, I pretty much I agree with you. I had been on the, even last year, man, something about Delmonico just didn't really impress me. I, I mean, there was no real stats or anything to back it up. I just, you know, when I watch Delmonico play, I'm just like, you know, this this one year, this one good year he's having is is just nothing more than that. It's one good year. I, I don't see a guy like Delmonico being able to continue that. And here we are you know, in 20, uh, in 2018 now. And yeah, you're right. I mean, it's just not, you know, every, pretty much every stat, there's not, there's nothing that's really jumping out at you, you know, and the white Sox, we've talked about this are so deep in the outfield with prospects. I mean, even not, not even prospects, but guys that are up here now, there's so much depth. You've gotta be, you've gotta be better than that, than what Delmonico has given you. I mean, he's also a left-handed hitter. Okay. I get that. Pelka's already going to give you the left, the left-handed bat. You don't have room. You're running out of guys. You're running out of room on your team for players. You can only have 25 guys on the roster. He's just not doing it. And 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 he's got three options, but I I don't think he starts the season with the team. You know what I'm saying? I don't I'd think be, he starts I'd the season surpri- with the team. I'd be surprised. I'd if be he shocked does. if he starts the season in 2019 with this team. So I now the other guy. The other matchup that I, I've, I've really enjoyed watching, although I, I kind of already know in the top of my head who's, who's won it, is the battle right now in center field. Ryan Lamar has got an 848 OPS on, uh, on the season. And post-All-Star it's break. even better post-All-Star post, break. Read that post-All-Star yeah, break it's, number. Uh, OPS? Yeah. 920. Nine, he's, third on the te- he's third on the team. Well, no, he's, he's second on the team. No, he's only had 19 games. Yeah, he's only had 19 games. Break. But, but when he's in there, he's hitting 316 with a 341 on base percentage and a 579 slugging. But here's why Adam Engel is still the starting center fielder for this team in 2019. And Lamar is most likely also not making the cut once they get this team put together, okay? okay? In fact, Lamar and Delmonico are really the two fringe players that are outfielders that, but in reality, look at what Lamar's hitting. He, he's beating Delmonico as well. So if you, if you look at their fielding percentage, or actually let's look at their range factor, okay? Now this is how, this is how uh, quickly a guy can get to a ball. The best range factor in the outfield on, a t- on the team is Adam Engel. Range factor is the total number of outs participated in divided by putouts and assist. It's basically a sabermetric stat that says, how often are you out there making big plays? Adam Engel, 
of course, we've watched him all year long, and the stat backs it up, okay? He's got a range factor that's the highest on the team. Now, Chris, I brought this stat up a, a few, well, it was probably a couple of months ago when we were talking about Adam Engel. This was before he really picked it up. I had gotten, a, I had gotten into a fight on Facebook, imagine that, with people who were just, like, saying that Adam Engel was, like, you know, the second coming of Willie Mays. And all of his, at that point, all of his defensive stats, when compared with all other center fielders and outfielders in Major League Baseball, he was pretty much dead last in every fielding stat, except for this one. Right. He had, he was like top three when it came to the range factor stat. So, and his fielding interesting percentage you, interesting is, is going up a little up. bit. His fielding percentage is going a bit up. Uh, 980. Up a bit. So, okay. yeah, so that's it, it, it's, it's not bad. It's getting better than what it was at the beginning of the year. He's improving. Um, now, meanwhile, Lamar is at the bottom, basically, of range factor, surrounded on either side with Pelka and Delmonico. Those three are the three worst range factors on the team. Again, another reason why when you look at the stats of Pelka versus Delmonico and you had to pick one of them, it's very obvious that they're either either equal to or Pelka's better in pretty much any category that you're trying to guess. And then and then looking at the eye test, Pelka wins, Right. Find, find a White Sox fan that doesn't have stats in front of them. They say Pelka or Delmonico. Which one are you picking? They're all taking Pelka. Right. Okay. I think this is very obvious. Lamar's fielding percentage is right down there with them. So, like I said, a little bit of a competition there between those two guys. But Angle's got it. When you when you add the defense in with the fact that the guy is hitting now in the second half, he's got it. So, I, like I said, your outfield next year, there were these battles. But I think we're seeing here as the year is ending, and I like seeing things kind of work themselves out. It's kind of working out how we thought it was going to work out with Delmonico at the beginning of the year. We thought he was kind of a flash, and he wasn't going to be what everybody thought he was in 2017. And even with the injury, but then when he came back, he's had an ample time to go out and play. He's not done anything with the time. I think it would be a stretch to say he makes the team next year. Yeah. It would be a stretch to say Nicky Delmonico's on the White Sox in 2019. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is baseman. And the nude is baseman. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, Basement, the Nudie's Basement, the Broad Basement. Slancha. That was like Dropkick Murphys or something, right? I felt like it. Socks in the Basement. <laughs> Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always on SocksInTheBasement.com.